0: All right, let's talk a little bit about human flourishing. Um, Early nomadic societies were all really based on the principle of getting to water, right? One of the major concerns was if we're ever going to flourish, we've got to make sure that we have enough water to sustain life. So their lives uh, were really spent around the principle of of how can we get to water? Let's clear out a pathway so each morning when we wake up, we can fetch the water that we need and bring it right back. Right? That was just agreed upon. It was the ordinary way that folks lived. Um, however, some philosophers go back and they look and they say, "All right, what 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 was the difference between societies? Why did some societies seem to flourish at a faster pace?" than others, and one of the things that they came to was this. um, The societies that would spend their time uh, reversing the perspective from um, how can we get to water each day to, no, no, no. How can we get the water to come to us each day? Once they reversed that perspective, the the civilization began to flourish. In other words, when it comes to flourishing, Um, it is advantageous. It's an advantage to be a part of a society that can turn on a faucet instead of having to travel miles and miles to go and fetch water um, each day. And the same is true spiritually uh, with us, right? We now are still tucked away at home. Um, The actual doors of our church building are still closed uh, there's no fire hydrant of a sunday sermon that we can depend on to get us through the week um and i think some of us in the past we we worked so hard to ensure that we traveled the miles that it took to a church building on sunday to fetch water that would quench our souls through the week and now there's not even the actual opportunity to to do that and even if there was um We live in a world right now where there is a constant stream of humans that are turned hashtags that deplete whatever reservoirs of faith that we had, right? Uh, Long gone are the days where we can passively get into a church on a Sunday morning with the hopes of being filled for the week to come, because uh, as we go through these weeks now, every few days, there is something that is aiming at putting a hole in the bottom of our cup. So here are two scriptures um, that were on my heart this morning as I woke up feeling once again some of the hopelessness that comes with waking up to a world uh, where I expect to hear bad news. Both of these uh, come from the Psalms, and both of these are going to be plugs to it. Yeah, plug up the bottom of your faith tank when it feels uh. Empty. The very first one is this Psalm ninety four nineteen and it says this When the cares of my heart are many, God, it's your consolations that cheer my soul. Um, for the past few weeks, every weekend that I wake up to preach on Sunday, uh, I kind of have the feeling, the same feeling that I have whenever I get up to preach at a funeral, right? Uh, just out of sorts, not really able to think straight. The last time that I felt this emotionally up and down for such a sustained period of time was after my brother died. And so I just wake up each day and there's just so many concerns from the pandemic to the concerns from protesters. Is it actually going to work? Are they uh, will they be safe to justice, to the safety of my own family, to wanting to be involved, but in the same vein being discouraged by a history that looks like the means that we have don't work, and on and on and on. Um, and Psalm ninety four nineteen is the one scripture that just sits right there in my heart that just reminds me that God ain't out here randomly speaking to people about trivial things that don't matter. God's an initiator like we talked about. He had, uh, the foresight and the wisdom to clue us into the things about himself that do matter. And for our survival, what God has done is he's already dug a ditch, created the irrigation and the piping to bring consolation and cheer right to our front doorsteps every morning. For our flourishing, he's provided us with wisdom. And it's wrapped in the word. However, um, you can have all the water in the world coming right to your faucet, and it doesn't matter if the faucet is turned off. Right? When our eyes are closed to scripture, when we're ignorant of what it says, or when we just choose to ignore what it says, because we don't feel like that. there's hope in there. When our eyes are closed, it's like somebody with access to all of the water in the world dying of thirst because they're unable to open the faucet. And here's where the next psalm comes in, Psalm one nineteen eighteen. The psalmist doesn't uh, assume that his own wisdom and intellect and knowledge is going to be enough for him to go to God's word and get what he needs, but he says this, God, open my eyes so that I may see wonderful things in your word. And for so many of us, it's not that we don't look. It's that when we look in scriptures, uh, we just really don't see anything that's applicable. right? Uh, I've played football at times in my life, but I don't understand uh, formations, settings, how things are lined up. So whenever I watch football, I've got to sit down with somebody and say, hey, uh, we're both looking at the same thing, but I don't see what you see. Help me to see uh, what you see. What is getting ready to transpire? And somebody that knows it uh, can help me see what they see. And that's what we do. We say, God, all right, I know that your Bible is not filled with trivial things and stories that are just meant to inspire. I know that there's good stuff in here, but God, open my eyes so that I may see wonderful things in your word. Open my eyes, turn on the faucet so that I don't have to spend my time chasing, uh, fetching water from sources that aren't going to satisfy my soul. So if that's your prayer today, um, I'm praying with you that God would answer it that he would cheer uh your hearts with consolation from his words and that he would open your eyes so that you could see wonderful things in his word and so here's what we're going to do here's how we're going to move forward um I've been honored to be able to do this podcast for the past uh what month and a half now but even sitting in my office talking to a computer screen isn't right me I'm much better in conversation and dialogue, and I think that would be much more helpful. So just taking into account the events that go on in our world and the million and one ways that people are trying to process, uh, we want to take a little bit of a detour and shift and try to use this as best as we can to be able um, yeah, to engage with you all. This all started with just the hopes of providing daily encouragement uh, for folks that are a part of Cornerstone. And through these uh, weeks, yeah, there's a couple hundred of y'all that tune in um, each day. So grateful for all of y'all that are out there. And so all that I would say is um, it shoot me an email and uh, let's talk. And in the days to come, I'll bring on other folks to help speak to uh, and address things. But we just really want to take time and speak to the cares that are On your heart, on your mind, uh, on your soul. And one of the ways that I found uh, that God is so gracious in opening up his word uh, is through the personalities, the experiences, and the giftings of other people. And all of that is prompted by questions and concerns. Uh, So in the meantime, turn on the faucet this morning. Pray that God would give you the grace to open your eyes so that you would see wonderful things in his word. All right, I love you.